Recorded live. Hello. Oh, there's Hello, anybody there? Greetings. Yes, this is Kelly. Uh, Hi, this is Steve. Hi, Steve. Uh, I'll have somebody going up there and picking up. I will have somebody going up there to pick up. It's like we got three of us on. You, Steve, me, and Will Christensen. Guilty is charged. <laughs> and uh, Susie, is that you? You also have another Arizona. Is that you, Susie? You may be muted. Yes, it is. Oh, hi. Hi. Yeah. All right. Isn't this weekend uh, where we uh, turn our clocks ahead an hour? Except for you, Susie? I think it is. Is this weekend? No, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is uh, I don't um. Know. Is it 5.03 there where you're at, Susie? It's 6. Oh, it's 6. Okay, so... So I think we're still on the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah, for another... Till Sunday, I think. I thought it was April. Did they change it? April? Maybe... I'm not sure. Yeah, this seems kind of early if it was February. Yeah, it's... It's going to change on March 8th at 2 a.m. Oh, wow, they're moving it up. March 8th. Great. So not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. Right. Thanks. And then you'll be... It'll be five o'clock your time when you join us, right, Susie? Correct. Uh, I'll have to remember to change my alarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see, we... Okay, another person's just jumping on with us. Are you there, Andrew? We have someone from Utah. Is that you, Christy? Hey, it's Andrew. Andrew, hey, Andrew. Hey there. I'm here. We... I'm here. Hi, Christy. Hey. 
Hey, we have Andrew, Susie, Steve, Will, and me. Let's see. Um, Christy, would you mind say, giving us an opening prayer? Sure, no problem. Thank you. Our Father in Heaven, we are so grateful for the opportunity that we have to meet together to talk about furthering the cause of what our country should be. Um, We pray that we can have the Spirit with us as we discuss our priorities and as we, we pray that people's hearts will be opened, their minds will be opened as they search for the to have their questions answered and we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Here we got um by way of announcement this Thursday is the Alliance meeting for anyone that wants to join us. It's at an hour later than this call. So it's at uh 7 o'clock Mountain Time, and it's the same phone number. And last time we had quite a few people on, like I think 19 people at one time. So it should be a, a good call, I'm hoping, again. And that's this Thursday. Also, just by way of announcement, if anyone wants to know how to run for office under the IEP, and send them to foundingfathers.us. Our, all of our policy and meeting with the people committee and all of that is right there if people will just follow the, the directions so that if anyone's puzzled and says, well, you know, what do I need to do? Then just send them to foundingfathers.us and if they read, there's basically three things. If they read those three things and do them, then we're set. And we can consider them. I just say that because we still keep getting just it seems like request after request for people mostly interested in being the president of the United States for some reason. But uh so I just I'm now sending them to that that website. And then also I guess this is mostly for Jared Beck, but I don't think he's on yet. Jared, are you there? Um, where about Hal's badge machinery? If he had a chance to look at it and decide if there's any way he or I or someone personally can be involved in that, that purchasing that machine and making use of it. Anyway, let's see. We got um, any other announcements from anybody? Okay, uh, let's see here. We we have yeah we we have our militia thing up. Scott, are you on tonight? Scott Forsyth, our Independence Militia page is up. And is there any concerns or comments from anyone about that? I have not taken a, a deep look at that because I've been involved with other things. 
I'll try and do that this week. Oh, no problem. Thanks. I know everyone's involved in uh, other things. We're excited to hear about those other things, but uh, basically, okay. Well, we'll we'll just move on, and and uh, hopefully Scott will join us, and we can turn some time over to him tonight. The uh, then we we have should we have a an IEP telethon tomorrow? But it's been two weeks. Tomorrow we could meet and call a few people. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. We still got a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone's invited, and uh, so tomorrow. Uh, 6.30, so a half hour later than this call. And uh, great. Uh, Kelly, I've I've got two appointments that night. I won't be able to uh, attend, but I will be calling some people during the week. Okay, great. Great. Um, let's see, the next thing on the agenda is just any if there's any volunteers to do the please just a reminder to to do those tasks and maybe I'll make a note to send it out again so that everyone has it on the front of their email who wants to go in and look up basically look at the email addresses is what it amounts to one the state legislators of the various states and two uh, what we're calling friends of of IEP folks, so we can send them just kind of a monthly message. And uh, so that that's up there. It also I put on the task list help to create eBooks, Kindle, Amazon, etc., of Edwin Vieira's books and help promote these. But I don't know, uh, Steve, if your opinion on that. He probably doesn't trust us with all that yet, I'm thinking. Uh, no, uh, he has not responded to my um, letter that I sent a week and a half ago, uh, so I'm a little bit concerned. I sent off another letter um, asking him if he would uh, sell several cases of books to another publisher slash distributor, um, but that was sent Monday, and so I don't have a response back, and I don't expect a response back until early next week. Sounds good. Okay. Well, I think that we'd be more than happy to do that. I, a lot of times it just maybe that would that's the ticket to get his books going again is the ebook format, but yes. Will and I talked about that today, about um, increasing his sales uh, using different uh, channels. Um, I'm still forging ahead on studying how to create an ebook, and uh, so I'll be ready if that ever comes to pass. But uh, if the ebooks don't pan out, then I'll 
uh, you know, I've asked him if we could uh, distribute his books for him. So uh, we'll see what happens. Sounds good. Great. Looking forward to hearing back on that when he's ready. When he is ready. Okay. So I, I have things. talked to. Uh, excuse me. This is Will. I talked to uh, uh, one of the publishers that I work with, and uh, he has interest in them. And I would think there. I, I work with four published publishers, and I think three out of four of them would have interest in those. So that's where we are on that. Great. That would really help him to get it out to various more publishers. I don't know why four out of four wouldn't want them. They're great books, for sure. But wonderful. Okay, uh, the YouTube committee. Any Any report or any update on that, Andrew, with uh, with uh, Doc, Mr. Noriega or anything else. Go ahead. Yeah, Mr. Noriega and I uh, have not done anything with it yet. But okay. we have we have talked in the last couple of days that um, we need to stop procrastinating on it. So that is... Or is he still in Southern Cal? He's still in, uh, I think it's somewhere in Northern California or something like that. Okay. He's finishing up the school year, and then I think he said he was moving to St. George. So, yeah, so we just uh, need to, him and I just need to sit down. He's got five kids, so it's kind of tough, or four kids or something. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so we've been just throwing around different ideas for those little three-minute, Three thirty-second PSA type videos, but we have not done any. We haven't gotten further than that. So yeah, we're gonna hopefully, hopefully be getting that going soon. Okay, great. Anything else on the YouTube committee before we move on? Um, I know. Um. There was one, yeah, there's an important video about um, some sumo wrestler doing splits. So we're going to make sure that that goes viral. <laughs> was that, I didn't watch all the name of the sumo wrestler. Uh, was it Van Dam? Van Dam. Yeah. That's right, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that'll. That'll help our cause, maybe. Yep. That, yep. <laughs> Good. Uh, other than that, I'm not, I don't. Uh, we don't really have anything new. I know, um, Steve, you sent me the um, the management to be the manager on there, and I clicked on it. Does it just like automatically put me as the ma- as one of the managers, or it should? Okay. I wasn't sure because it didn't it didn't say I was, but I'll uh, I'll double check on it though. We want to do it again. Remember, we had a little problem with that, Steve, and I was like, "Oh, how, how does this work?" And I don't, I still don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, I was the manager of it, and it uh, it read me. You have to have a Google account, yeah. but then it somehow reads you. And if you have, if you're the manager on another YouTube, 
channel, it just creates a second channel. For, and all you do is uh, click on your drop down to your other profile to switch. You can switch real easy once it has you locked in. But I'm still not sure exactly what happened. But Steve sent me a link, and I followed it and messed around a little bit, and somehow it worked. So, so uh, basically, go to my to my uh, Google Plus account or YouTube account, and then it might it might pop up there. Yes. All right. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Other than that, no, we don't really have anything else. I don't think. Unless Steve's got something. Okay. Okay. I I was going to look up some statistics. Uh, I visited our YouTube channel. We have had 833 views, uh, which I think is a significant change from the 156 that we had at the end of last year. Yeah, that is good. That, that is much better. Good. And you know, I I, I know that principles sometimes are boring to people. But this is why I kind of, these days, I kind of like the topic of militia because militia is a very straightforward principle, the principle of having a militia, but it's still, there's so many people that are so scared and 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 think, I mean, another, another person who was kind of watching us from a distance sent me an email saying that he thinks we're headed in the wrong direction, basically with the militia focus. And we're not really focusing on it more than anything else. We just focus on it at various times and then other things at various times. But I think that it's important still. And and I think that it, those kinds of topics may get more views. But any other thoughts or comments on that? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean... If yeah, if we we haven't done any videos or anything, I mean, the videos we did with uh, with Nyla, yeah, pretty dry. And but with Militia, at least it's uh, I guess controversial enough that it would probably get more views and it would attract more of those people who uh, un do understand the Constitution. It would attract those people. So I think that that's a good thing. I don't think that we're like that focused on Militia in general. You know, I don't think I don't. You know, I don't think that we are. I don't know why. There's, a, you know, you gotta find it on our website. It's not like we're the IP. Well, it's, it's um, it's under IP community. The last right. One. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it's not like it's like like your no, your buddy your buddy said that we're focused on it. I don't think we're that focused on it. Well, since it just came up, we kind of focused on it a little bit, but then it'll it'll just be there, you know, and we might go back to it every once in a while. Right. But uh, but I think that's a good thought that um, that we would get more views if we would uh, did a video on something with the militia. I think we would. Yeah, I think so too, and, and just to educate and show people what we're doing. Yeah, I think that word is going to be more mainstream than than it is now or than it was in the past. Mm -hmm. 
maybe we could think of other topics kind of like that. Um, I don't know. There's so many of them. But mo- I don't know of any that are hugely controversial right now. But impeaching Obama, all of those things are just kind of normal, automatic, seems like, within the Patriot community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Something to think about. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. I, I think that what well, Lori Stacy, she's the Constitution Party chairwoman in South Dakota, I believe. And uh, she is excellent. She's really focused. She wrote a great big article, and it was published somewhere. I forgot, at a mainstream place online. But it was all about election fraud. And um, it, it just itemized everything. It was hugely long that the article was. And she is basically getting to be an authority on election fraud. And I think it's one of those things we all know exists, but we we can't, It's we feel helpless in com- combating it. The only thing I know offhand that would do is just to count the votes by hand and have a law that makes people count the votes by hand and different people counting them, too. But uh, anyway, that could be something we could talk about because there's there's so many occurrences and it's just statistically impossible for things to happen the way they've happened. Yeah, yeah, there's Uh, enough there's enough evidence in the past, you know, that showed that there is some some voter fraud going on. I mean, we know what's happening, but uh, to be able to show it, there is, there has been evidence out there. That's a that's a good idea for for something to put out there. Yeah, we're we're really in a maybe I could get some of your thoughts on this. We're really in a strange situation because we want to save the country with the pen. You know, but it, it's so hard to do when there's voter fraud. And it's it's like, and we know from the prophecies that that eventually it, it's in, we're going to it's going to the but, but here we stand, you know, idly by, still trying to save our country with a pen, kind of knowing in our hearts that it's not going to work. And uh, well, I think for yourself, sir. <laughs> okay, I'll speak for myself. I uh I I don't know. I don't know uh what we can what we can do. We just we just keep hammering away with the pen, but I think we have to prepare for sure. And when there's things like voter fraud, then it just we've lost our republic totally. And to take it back. I think that's the line that, that was never meant to cross is voter fraud. And we have every every right by God to, to turn to other methods when that when we lose that. I mean we need to expose it probably, but anyway, that's just some thoughts on YouTube channel stuff. 
Any other thoughts on that before we go on? I mean, basically, we're just going to go to person now. Go ahead. This is Will. Yeah, Will. Uh, you know, the uh, the American people were pretty apathetic and, and focused on family, focused on... Uh, on trying to keep their families together and feed them uh, through the Depression and on up to Pearl Harbor. But as uh, Yamamoto said, I fear that we have awakened a sleeping giant. And that is what happened. You look at what happened uh, right after 9-11. Uh, there was there was so much patriotism. There were flags all over the place, and so on. And the media uh, that is controlled by the administration put us back to sleep. But those who have been awakened, even if they go back to sleep, come awake easier next time. And. The Independent American Party is here to take leadership. And those who will be awakened in the next little while, and voter fraud is a major thing uh, across the country. I mean, there are huge blocks of states that are uh, taking steps to to handle this. And... Uh, Immigration is another one. Uh, the CONCON is another one. All of these are awakening a different segment. And when those people are awake, they're going to look for leadership. And if the leadership says, well, we're going to fight and fight until we die, they won't go with that leadership. They don't want to die. They want to win. And unless we can show them a way to win without bloodshed, then we are extraneous and our purpose is nil. So uh, we've got to keep on the positive and look at what has been accomplished in the past and look at what we can do. Politics is, of course, the art of the possible. And we've got to not be brainwashed by the media so that we are apathetic, uh, defeatist, or what, whatever you have. They are experts at sowing defeatism. The administration is expert in doing this. But leadership has got to say, all right, we're going to win, and this is how. I look at uh, my hero, Colonel Puller, at the Chosen Reservoir. He had about a quarter of a million Chinese breathing down his neck, and he had, at the most, 25,000 troopers, most of them Marines, some army that had come in, some Brits, uh, even a few Turks. And 
Colonel Fuller was asked by some smart aleck newspaper reporter, well, Colonel Fuller, how's it feel to be retreating? And he says, retreat hell, we're just in, advancing in a different direction. And he says, well, how do you, how's it feel to be surrounded? And he says, we got them just where we want them. We can shoot in any direction and kill those illegitimate children. Now, he may have used another word, but that's okay. <laughs> that is, if they wouldn't have had that type of leadership, there would have been 25,000 casualties on the, more on the American side. But they came out with their dead, with their wounded, and with their equipment because of leadership, and that's what we have to give to the American people. I'm through. I'll shut up. Thank you. Thank God for Chesty Puller. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Any other comments? Sorry, that's my oh, hot button. No, that's, that's a good button. Even Neil, remember we talked once, Neil A. Maxwell, Maxwell quoted him by saying, we have the enemy right where we want him. We can fire in any direction. Uh, and he says, they, when asked again, he says, we got them. They won't be able to get away now. And that's, that's the kind of leadership we have to have. Right. All right. Any other comments? Thank you, Will. I've muted a couple people. If you hit star six, you can unmute yourself. Uh as soon as you know, as soon as there's no background noise or whatever. So, okay, no no other comments then on, on that topic, is that right? I, uh, I appreciate your words, Will. You do feel that we need to prepare for, uh, is that right, since you voted for the militia, we should prepare for what could happen, but just keep working kind of with the pen, right? I'm 77 years old. I can't run and jump like you young guys. But you put me in a hole in the ground with a rifle and I'll do my part. <laughs> right. I, I remember practice, in the past... I, I'm still a good shot. And I there is nothing better to die for than freedom, your family your country. What do you think, just uh, just to, for another brief moment, what do you think would be a trigger, not now, I mean a metaphorical trigger that would, that was justified in turning, turning towards defending yourself with the, with the, uh, the sword. Taking away our guns, would that be one of them? 
or doing what they did in Nevada with uh, uh, the rancher. Well, that's what started the revolution. The Brits went after the uh, the arsenal at Concord and the leadership at Lexington. Yeah. And and they they learned something that day. They they looked down on the Americans until that day. No, the the Second Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, is the guarantee of all the rest of the Bill of Rights. And that, when they come for the guns, that's the time to take a stand. Yeah. Well, if I'll I do the... They'll do it David incrementally. L. David Altier, Will, let me make a comment on that. Um, I, I believe that uh, a lot of the funding and the people that are behind an Article 5 convention, the Convention for Amendments, the Convention of States people, is really for the purpose of getting rid of the Second Amendment. That they don't, They never say it that way. They'll talk about, they'll propose it you know, they'll get, in fact, they're getting a lot of conservatives to so-called suppose it, propose it because they can. They think they can do it on just one issue of so-called controlling the, the federal government. But that's not what it, what is really there behind it. Um, getting rid of the Second Amendment is the main goal of all of this legislation. The main goal of the U- the use of the UN and the UN treaties involved in overriding the Constitution of the United States. It's the main goal of of the immigration thing. It's the main goal of Christ. It's the main goal of everything. So I would suggest that we're under attack right now. That's the purpose of my comment is to say that Second Amendment under all disguises is under attack now, and we need to prepare and be ready and be leaders. David out. Thank you. I, I think it's important that we should identify some of these. You know, you know, vaccinations are another one that's equal to taking our guns. When they're forcing to put mercury in, inside my children, that's when I'll take an equal stand. Any thoughts on that? Well, you know... Uh, I was reading today, uh, there are three states that have uh, no limitation on carrying firearms, whether concealed or out in the open. And those are Alaska and Vermont and Arizona. Now, I've been in this battle. I started my 52nd year about two weeks ago. And when we started, there was almost no hope. And Vermont was the only one that had the, that we thought they were kind of nuts. At least everybody 
you know, yeah. Vermont's a little bit different than all the rest of them. But can you see that this freedom movement is moving in the states? And you look at the Tenth Amendment Center and what they're doing, there are hundreds of bills in various state legislatures right now that will curtail the government, the federal government's power in that state. And that is a, that is a movement. And it is happening, and it happened because of one guy. He decided to start the Tenth Amendment Center, and he did it. And it has grown nationwide, and it's got chapters all over the all over the United States. Organizations statewide that that are pushing these freedom issues. If we focus on what the administration, the federal administration, wants us to learn through the media, we will be defeatist. If we focus on what we are doing right, then, and what is happening right, then we will be able to exercise leadership in this battle. And that's a choice we're going to have to make. As a group, as an executive committee, as the leadership of the Independent American Party. And I hope we make the right one. Thank you. Well, well sir, you, uh, this is Wayne. I'm just wondering if Will is up to John's funeral tomorrow. I was going to stop by if Dave will tell me the address. I'll be by about mid noon tomorrow to go to his funeral. John Paulson died. Yeah, I know. John Paulson, for those who don't know, was one of the three who started the Independent American Party in the state of Utah. Wayne Hill was another one. And are you up there still, or are you going to go? Or? No, I'm in Arizona. All right. Okay. Dave, we keep the snow on the mountains, not on the flats. Uh, Wayne, I, I will be there. Um, okay. Yes. What, do you have an address or about where the chapel is? Well, you go take the fourth south exit there where the Walmart is and go straight on up. It's it's all the way to 17-something east up the hill. So Walmart, and you go into town? Well, fourth, fourth south, you just go right past town and up up past um, into the residence. It's up at the church, up at the hill at the end of the street, kind of. So it's a okay. couple miles up the road. All right, great. I'll see you there then, Jay. Okay. Thank you. All right, any other discussion before we go on? I, I do think by virtue of you folks being involved in the battle, when when something happens or if something happens that totally forces you to compromise your your conscious 
then uh, I think that you can call upon God and that he will protect you in that time or need because you have been focused so long. And, and uh, I think that certain people qualify themselves for that kind of protection when they're involved with this. So uh, it's just it's frustrating to me a little bit to... Just, just wonder when. When do you draw the line? When, when do you say no more? How much abuse do you need to suffer? I know in the Declaration of Independence he says, while abuses are sufferable, but when when is that uh, line drawn? And no more. We're not going to suffer abuse anymore. Open question there. Well, now we're we're going to have battles, and we are having battles in various various areas and various issues. But we have never, in my fifty plus years of this fight, we have never had the strength that we have at this point, and that strength is going to grow, and the weakness in our enemies, the enemies of freedom, will continue to grow. And we're going to take this country back, and we are going to give freedom to our grandchildren and to generations yet unborn. And that freedom will flow from this nation to other nations. And if we're just in this for the fight for America's freedom, that's selfish. But we need to win it here first, and then it can be exported to the rest of the world. Yeah. Yep. You think we can absolutely, just knowing the prophecies and knowing the the cleansing of America types of stuff going on, you think it's possible that we could do all of this without violence? Well, no. The tree of liberty is watered by the blood of tyrants and patriots. That's Jefferson. Yep. And if your blood is so sacred to you that it won't water a tree, then you may leave us and go on. Yes. I've known people who have had their blood water that tree. And if that's what it takes for me, so be it. So be it. Well, thanks, Will. I appreciate your comment. Why don't we just start with you and, and go to the others now and just on the highlight highlight the accomplishments or anything you're thinking about or working on, and we'll just start with you, Will. Go ahead, sir. Prayer request or bill committee or any of that. Okay, just a second. Uh, I've got to bring up the right screen here. Uh, I think this is it. Yeah, oh, I just got an email today that my former congressman in Nevada is 
leaning towards the uh, trade promotional authority for the president. This means that he is for giving up the legislative authority of Congress and giving it to the executive branch. And it's, wow. Uh, yeah. So I would suggest that uh, every member on this call call their representative and find out where they are going to vote, whether they will vote for or against the Trade Promotional Authority. And it, the Republicans are ignorant and easily swayed by the lobbies which have money to give them uh, saying we need to give this trade promotional authority because it's too complicated for Congress to use. We have to give it to the president. And this has happened over and over again. I think this is the third time, possibly the fourth, that this has come up. And each time, the Republicans, because they uh, listen to business, uh, vote for it. And we need to push on our representatives and see if we can defeat this in the House. If we can defeat it in the House, we're okay. But it's coming up, and we need to we need to do it. Uh, the I think. Go ahead. Excuse me. A bill can't change the Constitution, though, can it? Wouldn't that need to be a constitutional? <laughs> Unfortunately, there are a million bills that have changed the Constitution. They haven't really changed the Constitution, but uh, Jerry Horowitz, who is a uh, was an attorney up in Ogden, Utah, neat guy, died last year. Uh, he wrote a book called The United States Has Two Constitutions. They have a, we have a constitution that we reverence. We have another constitution that we use. And that constitution is the bills and all of the law that have been passed by uh, corrupt congresses all throughout, for the last, as Wayne says, over 100 years, and before that even. Uh, and that is the Constitution or the law of the land that we use. And uh, when I say we, I mean the federal government, and to a certain extent, some of the states, but some of the states are coming out of it. So, uh, yeah, they will give this, as they have to the in the past, to the president. And of course it's unconstitutional. But uh, they're going, if they vote for it, it will be a part of the our, our law of the land that we use right now. It's unconstitutional to uh, regulate firearms in any uh, in any respect. You look at what the British went after Concord, and they went after the cannon. Those were the weapons of mass destruction of that day. And those were owned by militia units and owned to a certain extent by individuals. 
so uh, you look at uh, you look at the Department of Education unconstitutional, the Environmental Protection Agency unconstitutional, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Tax unconstitutional, but they are the law now, and it's the law that is being used. This is this is a fight that I will not see the end of because it's going to go on for years, but there will be some turning points with the American people, and when they are awake, they will be an aroused giant that the administration will not know what to do with. You know, Bill, you're well. You're you're very in touch with all of those. I don't see any harm in whenever you know there's a vote coming up, and you know which way that that people should vote, like the House. If you send me an email, I'll just fax them right then and there. I'll I'll okay. just fax them. Say please vote no on whatever you House got a deal. bill. Yeah, I, I think that can, we don't need to just wait for once a month on those things. Some of them might be looking for direction because I think in their hearts they they pretty much know they don't know what they're doing. They have to know, but they're very good at uh, manipulation and speaking. You know, in the revolution of 1994, where we uh, eliminated 125 members of Congress, over firearms, by the way, uh, those people went in there to straighten out Washington. And Newt Gingrich, who was the head of the House, had them come in and say, now we want you to understand how things work here in Washington. And some of those were brainwashed by him. By the way, Newt is part of the Council on Foreign Relations. So, but there are others, and I could name you a half a dozen, that are still fighting that battle from 94. And we've had a whole new group come in this time. And, of course, Mr. Boner, Boehner, excuse me, uh, tried to brainwash them. And some of them he probably did. But those that have come in to get it straightened out and have been hoodwinked by the leadership in Washington, when they feel enough strength behind them, they will kick those people out. And I believe if you look at the voting, uh, they're... Uh, I think the latest uh, Freedom Index was uh, 46% of the House voted constitutionally. Well, what does that mean? That means if we can get another 4% to vote constitutionally, we're going to be on the upswing. We're going to be starting to solve problems. All we need is 51%, and then we begin to solve problems. So we're not so bad as the media would have you think we are. The 
the uh, bad bills get the press. And we think, gee, they're all bad. They're not. They're not. But we need to work with Congress, the Senate, the House. We need to work with the state legislators. We need to work with the local people. We need to really get working on this so that they know that they have some support. I figure if we could have 500 people contacting Congress on freedom issues on a weekly basis in a normal uh, congressional district, which has, incidentally, 660,000 voters in it, 500 people, that's less than one-tenth of one percent, then that would be enough to move that legislator and, of course, uh, the two senators towards the freedom issues. And we don't have to move them that far. This is a, this isn't something that is a daunting task. I mean, if you if you decide to get 500 people in a congressional district, that'll take a while. But there are organizations all over the United States that are doing just that. So we can win this battle, and we will win this battle. And I can quote you scripture if you want, but I won't do that. Uh, I've got a series of 25 scriptures on our defeating the uh, secret combinations, the conspiracies, whatever you want to call them. And it will happen. It will happen. I'm out. Wow, thank you. I'll get off my soapbox. Well, thank you. Pondering what you said, I think I have a list of those too, and they're they're there. And uh, a lot of people think that God will just swoop in and and do it all, but He works through people, and so it's people that will do it in the strength of the Lord. Is there room for another person on that soapbox? Go ahead, please, Steve. <laughs> uh, thanks. Um, I was uh, while Will was talking, I looked at our Declaration of Independence, and I cut and pasted that into Microsoft Word, and I count twenty-seven points that our founding fathers pointed out to a candid world what the uh, King George III was doing. And, uh, you know, they talk about burnt towns, destroyed lives of our people, uh, waging war against us, abolishing our most valuable laws. Uh, we have a ways to go before that happens before we're in their position. Maybe not uh, much. But not not very it. far. It says that the, the, the present, uh, in that case, king, 
has a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having the direct object of the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. Now, That's right. I do not see very much difference in our current leadership in the purpose of them not allowing assent to laws that are wholesome and necessary for the public good. For them, forbidding their government to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, like those on immigration, you know, unless they sus- suspend their operation. In other words, you've got to suspend, you know, they had to break down the government to make the king do anything. What's happening now? We have to suspend the government to make anything happen. He's refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless these people would relinquish their right of representation. Now, we haven't quite gotten that far. However, the control of the voter fraud involved and the control of those people who get into Congress and particularly get into the Senate is a direct connection to this situation where the those who are conjoining the executive branch and the Senate um, need to work with this balance. And the the nature of how it works is incredible. And the opposition is being paid, they're paying both sides to make the war happen, and that way they find out who's who. So when the time for the real battle comes, they know what to do. Um, this is what we're up against, and it's no different. Tyranny and liberty, um, it's the same battle. So I'm on the same soapbox with you guys, Steve and Will. It's, it, we're, we're right here with it. And, Steve, you're accurate in bringing up the Declaration of Independence, and very few people would even know who you're talking about just reading these things if you just use the pronoun they wouldn't even know who you're talking about, and they, you know, but guess what? This was written about the king of, of Great Britain back in 1770, and it applies today. David, out. Thank you, David. You know the uh, the motto of the Revolutionary War was "No King but King Jesus." Yes. Perhaps we ought to adopt that motto ourselves because King Obama is that's what he's planning. And of course Bush W Bush was planning the same thing, but he didn't get it done. Obama's getting closer. Why don't we have that as the motto of our Militia, independence militia, or or the IAP, or both, or what do you think? Uh, I like it wherever it is. (laughs) This is Scott Forsyth out in West Virginia. Scott, yeah, thank you for jumping on tonight. Go ahead, sir. I like that motto a lot, actually. I, I mean, you could actually quote that with the scripture that, um, you know, Jesus is going to be the only king of this land. So I actually like that a lot. 
That's all I had to say. Well, thank you. I think we at least need to make – we do already have a motto in the party, and that is restoring America one vote, one prayer at a time. But I think it'd be totally appropriate to have that as the motto for the independence militia since that's that's what that is what the motto was for our revolutionary uh, fighting patriots. The uh, model for okay. my bookstore is freedom is our heritage and our destiny. Yes. Very good motto. But uh, I've heard, Steve, I've heard that, and that's a very good point you bring up uh, just before we leave this topic on, on well, what caused our our founders to rebel? Well, it was these things, and they itemized them in the Declaration of Independence. And I've I've heard Chuck Baldwin say that all of those things have been infringed upon and have been violated, that we have just as much justification right now as they did back then. I don't know if I believe that, but you're saying basically that we're not to that point quite yet, in your Uh, opinion? We're close to it. Uh, I know some people that have, uh, I'm not sure what word to use here, uh, have been imposed upon by our government Ill, illegally, and I imagine there have been some people that have been killed. I don't know of anybody personally, but uh, he's imposed taxes on us without our consent. Uh, what about the benefits of trial by jury? That happened uh, after uh, Ferguson, Missouri, right? Yeah transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses. Uh, I think we're very close. But I don't think we have, I don't think we're there yet. We're, we're just very close. I, I would agree with that. You, you, look at, you look at our Constitution, and our Constitution is still there. They haven't been able to destroy it. Now, the CONCON, if we go into a constitutional convention, uh, the people who will be elected to those positions at this time will be the big government guys, the socialists. And our our constitution now, if, if you'll read it, it it has the solutions to every problem we've got. Yes. Uh, the the House uh, has control of the federal courts, including the members of the Supreme Court. They the House has that control over them. When we get control of the House and in the hands of freedom lovers. They're going to control the uh, the uh, courts, the federal courts, and the Supreme Court. When we get control of the House with freedom fighters in it, 
we won't have any problem with uh, with uh, executive orders. We won't have any problems with uh, with the the laws that come out of the uh, administration because the the House will say no, and they won't be able to fight that. This the Constitution is so great. I it, it resolves as, as you study it. You see. Well, there's the solution of that problem, and there's the solution of that problem. It is inspired by just intelligent, gutty men that put this thing together, and it's and inspired, gutty, intelligent men. This is. Uh, we don't need a new constitution. We don't need a balanced budget amendment. We don't need all that stuff. We need a representative government that is controlled by the people. And the people have been apathetic, and the media is still brainwashing them to be apathetic. But it will happen. I don't know what, I don't know when, but it's going to happen, and that will upset their well-laid plans. These plans have been going on since the the early 20s, that's almost 100 years that the Council on Foreign Relations has been controlling our government. We can do this thing. This thing is going to happen. We need to exercise proper leadership. Thank you, Will. Any other comments, please, from anyone? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I just want to remind Will that, um, <laughs> not to be negative, but I told our sheriff here when he gave, he said he was going to stop the Russians from coming in here and getting our guns after he signed, after Obama signed the small arms treaty. I told our sheriff that, uh, congratulations for signing that that you would arrest a million troops coming in here. But he says, you know, he only had 120 bills. And he says, and he looked at me and he says, oh, Congress will never let him do that. See, that's why he signed it. He and the 27 sheriffs. But the reality is, I said, name me one time this Congress has stopped him from doing anything. See, I, we can be positive. We can say that we can get Congress, but you've got to replace 500 or 435 of them probably to get that deal. I, I hope that they're, uh, you know, we, I wish we had that kind of deal, but we have nobody that I know of. They never stopped him from doing anything. So it, it's nice to have be positive and think that we can do it, but when you have not one of them that has stopped him or even told us about stopping him. Anyway, I agree with Will and with the Boy. utopia <laughs> that they have not stopped him from anything. So if we think there's 46% of them that's constitution, uh, I don't know. I don't know how, where you came up with that, but the reality is they have never stopped anything unconstitutional in the 105 years that I've seen. But anyway, I, <laughs> I don't want to disagree with my neighbor here, but we all, we just we gotta, all, we've got to be serious. Yeah, that, that's 
it, it's it's very serious, uh, and uh, I appreciate your comments, Lane. I, I think we all just need to kind of ponder on these things, both both viewpoints, and uh, we need to have faith and and go forward with faith and love because that's our motivation. But but all these things should be taken into account. We I think we need to think about about these things. Let me ask Wayne a question. Wayne, do you think our good president, that good is in quotes. (laughs) I stopped your question already. (laughs) Wants to take the guns from the American people so that that he can enslave them? Absolutely. He's got 20,000 gun laws. Why hasn't he done it in six years then? Well, because he's just got all 20,000 of them lined up. And the reality is he, doesn't, he hasn't got quite everybody committed in his army, and he pretty well has gotten rid of all the good people. So I'd say he's pretty close to it, Will. I don't think he's, he hasn't done it because he has 20,000 gun laws. He can do it any time he wants. So but, Sheriff Max says he has that many. But he hasn't done it because Congress would not do it. That's why. <laughs> Uh, so that is one thing that Congress has stopped him on. Do you think Congress has stopped him, or he just hasn't got enough soldiers and policemen and sheriff's deputies and stuff on his side yet? Do you think that's more of what the reason is, Will? No. You don't? You, have think the... Congress, you think Congress has actually stopped him doing one thing? Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's one thing. I'll, I'll come up with a bunch more. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, according to the Freedom Index, they, the average of voting for freedom among the House and the, the uh, Senators, among all 540, 35 of them or whatever, is about, is about 43%, somewhere in there. So 43% of the time they do vote for the Constitution, which means that 57% of the time they don't. And and I think that it's it's higher in the House than it is for the Senate. I think it may be down in the 30s for the Senate. It is, I think. But uh, if you look at the uh, Freedom Index for the last 20 years, you will see that the House has sometimes been down in the 30s, low 30s. And this coming up to the 40s and moving towards the 50s is a part of the uh, uh, of these new people that, have, that are coming in. And even though some of them do get brainwashed, there are some who don't. And you don't need to replace 435 in the House and 100 in the Senate. You need to just replace probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 50. And that would change our Congress a lot. Most most, uh, members of Congress, both House and Senate, are not dedicated left-wingers and dedicated right-wingers. They're dedicated to being re-elected. And right now, the way to get re-elected is to take the money from the special interests 
and run a campaign that is uh, name recognition. But when the people begin to tell them what they want to do, then these people will say, these uh, 70 to 80 percent who I call political prostitutes, but that's what's attracted to politics is political prostitutes. So, and that's, and the founding fathers knew that. And they set it up so that we have control of them. If we will use it, we haven't used it in my lifetime, but we've used it a little. Now, if we have about 50 changed congressmen, members of the House, we would see a great change. And when the people back home want them to be freedom fighters, the political prostitutes will say, oh, I'm a great believer in freedom, and they'll be voting for freedom because that's the way they keep reelected. It's 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 up to the American people, and the American people are getting fed up. If you if you look at some of the polls, sixty some percent think there's a conspiracy in Washington. Well, I don't know where they got the other thirty percent. They must have had their head in a hole, but they're. Uh, the polls indicate that the American people are awakening, and we need to ex exercise leadership. I think I'm uh, going to ring off because I have talked okay. way too much. Well, let me let me let me just answer that with a question: How could you have a forty-something percent voting for the Constitution when they have never, in the best I can find? 105 years past anything for the Constitution. And yet, House Bill number 347, Senator Lee told me not one of them read it, not one of them voted against it, not one of them voted for it, not one of them abstained. It just went on to the House where 398 of them voted for it. That was not for the Constitution. There was only three voted against it out of the 535. Now, how could the number be up to 40-something? And then the NDAA, 93 of the senators voted for it. Only seven voted against it. How could those numbers get anywhere close to 50%? Because I have not found one thing, Will, that has shown to me that they have given a crap about this country and they have ever even come close to 90 or 49%, let alone voting for something. So I, I think it's nice to, to say that it's a 46%, but I cannot find that kind of a vote anywhere. And maybe I'm Fooled, and maybe I'm the statisticians, the statisticians that are actually doing that are full of crap. But I say they are just not telling us the truth. So I don't know how we can come up to 46 percent, and we only have four percent more to go. Really, okay. honestly, I can't find any of them. The you beginning. read the ba the background on that freedom index, and you will find where your 46 percent comes from. But have they ever come close? Yeah, but have they ever come close to passing anything positive for the Constitution that wasn't Communist Manifesto passing? They've never put a bill in there that, that passed something positive that I found. And that, that may be negative, but I'd say that's pretty negative when they never have passed anything out of a million bills that came close to, 
to doing something for the Constitution. That's the way I see it. I don't know the index. I don't know how they do the index and when they have 100% of the vote when against the Constitution in at least two things I can name you. So I don't know, Well, I'd, I'd like to see it. Now, give up the floor to my colleague from Littlefield. <laughs> <laughs> you read it, Wayne. You read it. It's okay, there. I'll, I'll have to find out where it came from. Well, that, that's a good point, is, is how many successful bills were passed for the Constitution and I think it's it is lower than that, but it says here in the latest Freedom Index, fifty-two percent in the House and thirty-seven percent in the Senate vote for the Constitution. Did you say fifty-two percent? Yeah, it says uh, it says the average House score for this index, meaning the latest one, is fifty-two percent. Wow. And, I, didn't, uh, I didn't realize that. Thank you very much. T- ten representatives earned earned a hundred percent, and the average Senate score is thirty seven percent, with one senator earning a perfect score. And guess who that senator was? Who? By Mike Lee. Lee. <laughs> he, he's the one that he's the one that told me not even him read the stinking bills. And it's uh, the fact we can all, the facts lie, the liars lie, whatever lies. So the statistics lie because the liars tell you the statistics. I I don't know. I I I would like to be positive, but I don't think we need to go along and and say that it's okay, everything all's well, and uh, when it's not even close to being well. And my what I can find out. So anyway, if if you got somebody besides Mike Lee that actually voted 100% for the Constitution last time when he didn't even look at a lot of bills. Uh, I I just, uh, they none of them read them. So the reason he votes 100% for the Constitution is like Rand Paul, or Ron Paul. Ron Paul voted 100% for the Constitution because he and two others were the only three out of the 535 that voted for the Constitution in House Bill number 347 because everybody else didn't read it either. He didn't read it, but he knew that if they shoved it at him and told him it had to be signed today and he hadn't had a chance to read it, he knew it was unconstitutional. That's how he gets 100% constitutional rating is because he he knows that they're all communist bills, so he can vote against every one of them and be 100%. That doesn't make sense to me. I've got to get my no. notes. <laughs> Now, any other any other comment? I uh, it said here that he got ninety five percent. Oh, ninety. He got a hundred percent for the thirty thirty one through forty, but his overall one through forty is ninety five percent. Just FYI. No one got a hundred percent. I was looking at the the votes thirty one through forty when I said fifty two and thirty seven. Well, but what I'm anyway. saying is, Mike Lee voted hundred percent for the Constitution last time. But did he read any of the bills? No, none of them read the bills. So what does that mean to vote? He just voted against every bill because he knows they're Communist Manifesto bills. That's that's not a constitutionist. 
That's like Mike. That's Ron Paul who does the same thing. He got a hundred percent because he never voted positive. <laughs> he knew they were all communist bios. And so I, I don't know, guys. I, I get pretty frustrated. But honestly, everybody has to read the President Makers by Don Fotheringham. I just met with him again yesterday. He has nailed what happened on Jekyll Island, and he tells the history of people like Carnegie and others that how they bought and paid for everybody. And they haven't done one thing positive. We can sit here and argue. We can sit here and say, oh, we've got 46% guys. Oh, we don't have anybody. Ron Paul's not 100% because he never read any of the bills either. But the reality is, at least he voted for the Constitution because he voted against every bill. <laughs> That's the way it is. So anyway, it's pretty frustrating. I'm sorry. I uh, I just hope you can find me one thing. I keep asking everybody, find me one thing they pass. Not not the garbage that they talk about. I just like to find the one thing, and then I can get off of my horse. But a million to zero isn't enough for me to take sides. Anyway, I'll hang up. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's true that I think all of us take Scott Bradley's approach to to this and and to go home and tell your wife, hey, guess what? Good news. I voted. Well, I was faithful to you ninety five percent of the time. So I think exactly. That first, real quick, it, it's like uh, a vote for destruction still uh, ultimately means destruction eventually. Anyway, I think we got to have hope and we got to have faith and we, we just keep plugging away. And uh, I, I do think, anyway, well, let's just move on. I, I, we're the independent American party and we're, we're, uh, we're independent people and we don't a Republican and Democrat system. So we uh, kind of overthrow it. But Will, did you have anything else on uh, prayer committee or bill committee or any thoughts on what to send in a couple of weeks? Oh, the prayer weeks, is, uh, is coming along. Uh, Great. The, uh, uh, I think the uh, a major is this uh, TPA. Uh, if we can stop the TPA, I think we can stop the Asian Treaty and the uh, treaty that would put us in with the uh, European Union. Uh, so uh, maybe we ought to uh, we ought to push the TPA this time. I, I think that's what I pushed in February. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to keep track of that. Sorry. No, you're fine. It's on. It's on our website too. I already. And by the way, for those that want to respond to our action alerts, where you said if we had 500 people doing it, I whenever I post an action alert that's on the left side of our homepage, I I personally respond to it. And if all you have to do is check the website and see when a new action alert comes on, yep. And then and then you can respond to it. But but. Uh, yeah, you know what what I sent a few weeks ago, I was reminded that I didn't put it on the web yet. Usually when we fax things out, we also post it to the web. But it's going to come out tomorrow. I have it 
scheduled to come out tomorrow. So if you look at the website tomorrow, what you read there is what was faxed to our representatives. You know, uh, I think the uh, possibly the answer to a runaway president, which we've had many, uh, is that oath of office. Because not holding to the oath of office is perjury, which is a felony. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe we ought to start educating on that because I believe that's the answer to Mr. Obama. Not yep. that he's, uh, you know, that he's an illegal alien, which I believe he is. Not that uh, uh, he ought to be impeached, which I think he should. But maybe we can jail him with this vote oath of office. Well, that's what should happen. Jail or death, probably death. The founding fathers were on this call. I think they would say death. They probably but, uh, would. Legally, according yeah. to the law, but yes. Death. All right. Well, thank you. And then... I think we'll focus on that then, the oath of office for next month. Yeah, because that's that's something we don't hear a lot about. But since it is a felony to go against your oath of office, the, the nice thing about this is it would, if this became an issue with this president, it would also become an issue with, uh, most members of Congress. Yeah. You know, that synopsis of the book, uh, Houthwitz or whatever, I can't say his name. There's two constitutions. That oh, would be Jerry nice. Get, Jerry Harwood. Yeah, if we could get like the synopsis of, of that book and the reality of that, and then say, and then kind of ask them which constitution are you loyal to? And and so you're supposed to be loyal to the original constitution and then make them think a little bit, wow, there is two, there is two constitutions. You know, there is, we are being loyal to this one that Obama is in charge of basically. And we need to change. So that would be a good spin on the old office. Yeah. Okay. I have I'm through. Oh, we need to... Excuse me. (laughs) One more thing. There are opinion molders that we each know. And I think that uh, when we have these action items on our our website, we ought to uh, link those uh, action sites, action items to uh, opinion molders in our area and begin to change public opinion. Yeah. I mean, an opinion molder doesn't have to be a member of Congress. He can be the guy who runs the gas station that everybody listens to. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Then there's a few of those, Eagle Forum and Don Burke Society and... and, and yeah. 
Lots of so. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Maybe let's go to Steve. Steve, what what do you got for us? Any anything this week? Significant? Go ahead, sir. I think I have. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, talked about the things that uh, I've been doing. I've been trying to communicate. Uh, I've been writing more letters uh, to Dr. Edwin Vieira uh, about his books, uh, about e-books and getting his print books. And uh, I've been watching his, uh, there's a four DVD set by the Heritage Research Institute. And I've been watching th those uh, this week. Uh, and I'm just amazed at how well he discusses the various points of the Constitution and how they're put individual Americans like you and I as the sovereign, as the principal, and the government as the agent. He just has a unique way of doing that. Um, I love it. Um, let's see. Uh, I have not been doing much on the YouTube. Uh, we do have uh, a couple of, uh, let's see, who, uh, uh, Smoot, uh, was it Dan Smoot? Uh, got him up on our YouTube channel. Uh, I've tried to get Andrew uh, invited to be a manager. Uh, when you get to be, when you get an email saying that you've been invited to be a manager on YouTube, there's the um, IAP uh, circular flag or emblem, and right below it there's a little orange or brown rectangle, and you need to click on that. It says you've been invited to be a manager. That should take you to uh, a new tab which would be the National Independent American uh, Party Google Plus page, and then a dialog box should pop up and say, you are now a manager of this page. So uh, that should be working for him if he follows those uh, steps, clicking on that rectang orange rectangular button. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you. Welcome. Um, I, I, I listened to Andrew today. I, I listened to Andrew today when he was on uh, KKNS with Mark Tross. Uh, Mark Tross does an excellent job of interviewing. Uh, he lets the people he brings on his program state their point. He doesn't get in their face, and uh, he allowed Andrew to go over the time limit that he had. Uh, I'm grateful for Mark. I also listened to John Barry on the same program just preceding Andrew, and uh, Mark did an excellent job there in trying to promote freedom. Um, I, I know Good. Mark has wanted me to be on the program and I'm thinking I'm going to have to call in. I can't be up to driving up there uh, every week. Uh, 
to be there physically. Um, I'm also writing up a uh, bunch of questions for me to interview Dr. Edwin Vieira. Uh, he wants to have a list of questions that have a logical sequence to them, and uh, so it would flow nicely for him and for us. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, I, I have, yeah, that, that's it. That's the things I've been doing. Great, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad John got there. I, I spent the night with him one night and uh, this last week in ca when catching a flight, and uh, I said he should be on, and he sounded very enthusiastic. And he's much closer than you are, uh, Steve, and yeah, he's very, very in tune with all the stuff. He's just not really involved in anything much anymore, Constitution Party or IAP or anything, but I thought that was a good forum for him, and I think he's going to be, could be a regular on there. Yeah, so that's good. I think that'll help Mark out. And I wish I could have heard you, Steve. I mean, uh, Andrew, that, I'm sure you did a great job. He did. Great. Well, thank you, Steve. Andrew, let's just go to you next. Anything going on? Go ahead, sir. Um, yeah, just talked. I talked to Mark today. Yeah, well, well it was. Uh, he he does a really good job of giving a fair amount of time, as opposed to you can see some opinion opinion type makers that you hear on the radio where they jump in and cut him off. But he didn't do any of that. He let me talk and let me put out there a lot of promotion for the party and different websites. And he actually, I think he said he posted, I was talking about the Alliance and he posted the Alliance website on his page. And hopefully, um, well, that's, that's what he said. I didn't, I didn't check it yet, but I know he said he was going to post, yeah. post stuff up there. So yeah, it went, it went well. Um, other than that, uh, let me see here. I think that's about it. All right. Not, not, um, I think it's a good idea to get, help Edwin Vieira with, you know, getting some of his books on e ebooks, but I guess we'd have to, we'd have to get his permission, obviously, but, uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know, Steve, if you need any help. I mean, you've talked to him. I mean, he's probably weary of many people, so we just got to gain his trust, I guess. Yes, he was reticent about that. He didn't want to open that mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> Right, right. Well, yeah, let me know if I can do anything to reach out to him, or I don't want to be knocking on his door like a eager trick-or-treater or something, but... Good point. But yeah, let me know. Okay. Yeah, you could just tell him flat out, look, we are willing to help you if you're willing to trust us. And uh, once it's up there, he can go through the whole thing to make sure we haven't thrown in any words or taken anything out or anything like that. Well, basically, I I said that 
Um, I quoted uh, Moroni. I can't remember what Moroni said now, but he says, I seek not for power but to tear it down. Yeah. Remember that quote? Well, Moroni I put that... Yeah, Alma. Yeah, yeah. I put that in my letter to him uh, a, a week ago, and uh, I was expecting him to respond to that, but he hasn't yet. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll give him some time. Yep. Okay. And then good luck with Mr. Noriega too, Andrew. Yeah, thank good. you. Yeah, hopefully we can get something up there. If you guys have any ideas, just shoot me an email. Uh, what was that? Yeah, I meant to write this down. That motto we were talking about. With no, the king but Jesus. no king but King Jesus. Right? Yeah, that was the official cry of the War of Independence uh, Patriots. It was the yeah. say it again. It was the uh, the war cry of some of the some of the, some of the patriots. Well, what I understand, it was the it was the official motto of the Continental Army that fought for independence. Okay. Cool. No king. Does that sound good? Is that was that what they said, or is it like that, or does that sound good exact, to you guys? No king, but King Jesus was the exact. If you type, if you Google that, it's all over the web. But that was their kind of unofficial official motto. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was their war cry. It was the reason why they were going to war. Fight against the king. Um. I'll tell you what would be kind of cool is is a measure, is a yardstick, some sort of measuring device. Maybe you could you could create a website out of this, a really cool website. But it, and it would pit the 1776 era against our era, and so all of the violations that uh, Thomas Jefferson enumerated, all of those things you could compare to our day. And then you could have like a scientific approach of of each and every every one how how they've been violated because like like no search and seizure I mean they do they search our cars where whenever they want whenever they want to do an alcohol thing a test cars they search yeah. cars and that's yeah. that's totally that's that's a violation of probable cause to search and stuff. Yeah, I don't know and, if you guys have been down to the border and they've got those border border guard checkpoints. Yeah. Not on the border, but inside the border, inside the U.S. border for, you know, 50, 100 miles they've got DHS wow. checkpoints and they ask for... You guys haven't been through those? Oh, they're the worst. They ask for your... Uh, everybody you... Every, it's like a cones lining up to stop off and you think, oh, it's like a an accident or it's a toll road or something and then it's just DHS but, you know, they're border patrol and, uh, you know, that's their little, their badge is just border patrol and 
They just ask if you're a citizen or not. That's that's all they do. But they stop you, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they. I don't think believe that they search and seize any less now than they they did when we fought against it. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't I, think so. They were probably doing the same type of stuff, exactly the same, I'm thinking, in the 1776 era. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but certain people, they would they would do that and break you. I mean, the sheriff, Eddie, Eddie County, New Mexico sheriff, they just, Department, Department of Homeland Security just broke in there. Said, you owe us IRS. Or maybe it was an IRS SWAT team. Either way, you're not supposed to do stuff like that. Well, they broke into the what they they no knock raid on the sheriff's county on the sheriff's uh, building. Yeah, or? they. Well, no, not the sheriff. It was it was a person that owned a construction company. They just the IRS SWAT team broke in his house and they called the sheriff and the sheriff stood up for the guy. It was the first time Sheriff Matt wow. says since the early '90s that a sheriff has has uh has stood up to the IRS. And, wow. Uh, but yeah, all that stuff. It'd be good to have a comparison. But anyway. Maybe we can think about that. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah. Kind of a measuring stick. I don't know if you'd want to see that. It would probably be uh, the line is is crossed. <laughs> it's already been crossed if we were county fathers. Well, right. I I think maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, maybe we should move on. But I remember doing an article <laughs> where, where they violated all ten amendments. And we itemized it, so you can search it out on our website. We itemized how each and every one of the Bill of Rights amendments have been violated. And I'd have to search the Declaration of Independence to make sure, you know, to see if they line up perfectly, but I'm sure they do. Otherwise, they, they would have had another law in there. Anyway, thank you, Andrew. Maybe we'll go on to, uh, let's see, let's go on. Wayne, let's talk about the, and Wayne, before you start, Lori Lori Stacy may want to come down, and I mentioned it to her, and she said she doubts. She she sounded like no way, but she's the one that's very informed on voter fraud. And and she said that, she said, how many people are there going to be and I said, I'm thinking over a hundred. And and then she she thought it may be worth it for her and a friend to jump in the car and drive down. And uh, and I I told her I would check with you and check with the committee before we totally said yes. But I think she would be a great person to have speak on the voter fraud issues. And maybe we could even convert her and get her and the party in South Dakota to affiliate through the alliance of independent American parties. So anyway, that's just some of my thoughts right now. Go ahead, sir. Now that sounds good. Whatever we can do to tell the truth, that's different than anybody else does. 
Yeah, I'm all for that. If she can come in and do that and do a legitimate job, that'd be great. Uh, I just had a bad week. My, my mother-in-law died in the house the other night, and then I'm going up to up to the mile, and I found out that John passed away, so I'm going to go to his funeral. And then, anyway, I'll be back at it, working full time. So you pretty tough time. Who was you were already at a, a funeral before John's? Is that right? Well, no, my mother-in-law passed away at our house here in St. George uh, Wednesday, Friday morning. And Sorry. my wife had to take her up north, and then I'm leaving in the morning. And on the way, I'm going to stop and to her funeral on Friday, and she'll stop and see John's, be at John's tomorrow. So, well, anyway, anyway, thank you for being on the call. I know Jared's father died, and he hasn't been on four or five calls in a row now. Help me. Yeah, I think he's still taking care of his mother, though. I think she's still alive. So he's still doing one of them. Right, okay. Drive safe, Wayne. No problem, guy. I'll be up there. Got some still ideas, lots of ideas. So I wanted to put this thing together. We've got to stop these guys before they do. I mean, everything's illegal. John... Stossel said that and did a program on everything illegal. And if you watch his little video, you can see there is nothing that they can't arrest you for because they've got laws against it. And they can just come in and do it. 20,000 gun laws seems to me like that's probably 20,000 too many. But if we're worried about them passing the 21,000, then I think we need to realize that these guys are criminals and they are not caring about truth, and they're they're so blatant now, they don't even care if if you know they're lying. I mean, we all know they're lying, but they don't care if you even show and expose them. So I think we've got to have this, it's got to be our time. The 3rd of of July has to be well orchestrated, and I think we have to have a whole lot more than 100 people there, and I think we need to get the whole thing tied down pretty darn close. By then, and I'm hoping that all of you will be involved in it because I don't know if we have a lot more chances. And I really feel strong about just because a guy has 100% voting for the Constitution and nothing comes close to even passing anything for the Constitution. And he's never read a bill because none of them are reading bills, period. So if he's voting for the Constitution, what does that mean to have an index like that? I think we have to expose truth where it is and quit buying into their lies and their deception. I I don't know. I talk, I talk to people all the time. And very seldom do I have anybody who knows what happened on Jekyll Island. And that's the worst thing that ever happened to the world, let alone the country. And so we need to expose these things. We can't just buy into that there's a 46% voting or guys are constitutionalists. Not a one of them has read the bill. Not one of them. I can promise you. Not one of them has read a bill because they never give them time to. And and so that's where I come from. That's what I hope this uh, summit will do is be, make people aware of facts instead of just, you know, we got this or that and they say this and they're going to do that. Oh, you've got to find me the one thing they've done for the Constitution before I'm going to undo the million things they've done against it. I've got to have one. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for 46% or 
anything or a half a million. I'm just asking for one. So anyway, we're going to have a good constitutional meeting, and anybody you can find, Kelly, like that, that can be attributed to it and will help us get the word okay. out. Let's do it. Okay. Thank you. Okay, um, pro-life, you're there. How are you, sir? You might want to unmute. You're there, pro-life. Let, let's real quick, my Michael Pilatus, you're there, I think. Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm good. Good. <laughs> So uh I've been uh, I've been in communication with uh, Rick Kerber if anybody uh, in Utah knows Rick Kerber he had uh one time a pretty good following on his radio program had uh, uh over a million worldwide for his uh radio program cuz he did a lot of it uh was over the internet as well but he had it locally in in Utah um a little bit of a background on on Rick Kerber is is that when he had his radio program, he he called the Department of Commerce out on the carpet for some things they were doing, you know, with small business owners. When somebody opened up a shop and you know didn't know all the rules and regulations and stuff, uh, the Department of Commerce had a tendency to to uh, come down pretty hard on people. I mean, just totally destroying everything they had. And anyway, so they kind of called them out on the carpet, and they didn't they didn't like that. And I can't remember the person's name um, that was in the department, but she had a lot of pull. And, and so they, what they did is they came against him and... Uh, had something like 20, 26 indictments against him and uh, saying kinds of things like uh, running an illegal Ponzi scheme and and uh, um, some bad investments or something. And so they, they did this on uh, public television, on the news and that. So the very next day he gets on public television with all his, everybody that had invested with him and asked them, has anybody been wronged by anything I've done? And anyway, but he ended up having a five-year battle with them. And uh, just this last, well, I think it was more, more back in June when he actually, uh, the judge ruled um, to dismiss the case because in that five years, they didn't have any evidence that they were even bringing against him. And so, anyway, but uh, then through the summer, the, the judge worked on a 26th or 27-page uh, uh, dismissal explaining why he dismissed it and everything. But in the meantime, you know, his life was turned upside down he couldn't run any of his businesses he had and and uh anyway so he he's been out of the public eye for 5 years but he is 
starting up things again before he had what he calls the producer revolution. And uh, what that is is, uh, is uh, teaching people about the principles of liberty and uh, and teaching them to to take those principles and apply them in their own life and then and going out from there. And then also uh, um, he's he's reinstituting kind of an upper uh, level, which which he calls the Liberty League, which is civic involvement. And uh, anyway, um, when he was doing this, uh, these groups were were taking and and just as a way of showing what people without organized government could do within the community. If there was a, you know, something within the community that needed done, rather than than look to the government for the solution, the people became the solution, and they worked together to to do things. But he's starting that up again, and uh, he he is. He's well versed in in the Constitution and and all the found, founding documents. He's uh, when he uh, growing up, he uh, was on the high school debate team and he worked uh, for some attorneys. He, and uh, anyway, but uh, he went on to college with a debate scholarship and, and was very good at debating. And while he was at college, he, he ran into a couple of missionaries and uh, decided to do some debating with them and found out he couldn't because they asked him questions he wasn't able to answer. So he'd researched those questions. And uh, long story short, he, he joined the LDS church. But uh, anyway, he is he is married to... Um, Cleon Skousen's granddaughter, who which was one of his heroes, Cleon Skousen read all his books and and uh, anyway, but he is he is very phenomenal in in uh, his abilities to to take principles and concepts and put them together in in such a form that that it makes sense. And uh, one thing is uh, on one of his websites, he talks about these these principles. Um, he's, he's identified over 100 different concepts, but 42 main principles. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit from the website here where he talks about... Um, these 42 ideas, he says, if studied and applied necessarily radically change a person's mind and thus a person's life. Interestingly, as I worked on refining the list, I noticed that these 42 ideas seem to fall naturally into a prime number pattern that I decided to call the prime pattern of life and liberty. The first one is one choice. All men and women have a critical choice of life. The choice is whether or not we will accept liberty and its attendant free will and agency consequences. I'm going to skip down 
The second one is two paradigms. Once a person chooses liberty, a new responsibility and stewardship rests upon his or her shoulders with liberty as a as our chosen and acknowledged prime value. All life experiences are filtered through our demente lens of perspective and understanding with a constant derivative choice and virtual all life. Basically this the two choices are are the are it's a more of a paradigm. It's either a person thinks in the mindset of prosperity and producing or they think as a consumer and they consume things. And uh, I don't have my list here, but I, I wrote down a few few things from those different perspectives. But I'm not going to go over the whole thing. I know that uh, we've probably been on for a while. But as, as I was looking at it this last week, it's just like it is a system, a pattern that he's figured out for a person to learn basically who they are from the inside out and apply it outside after they've, you know, it's uh, Stephen Covey talked about in his seven habits is the private victory, having control over oneself and then, then on to the public victory. And uh, anyway, but I've been in communication with him. He's very interested in the independent American party and, and I, I think he would probably like an open invitation or something, probably from Kelly, to okay. uh, join. Um, one of he said something about one of his friends, Morgan. Do you know a Morgan? That uh, um, no, not offhand. But. Okay. Anyway, he was saying that uh, you had invited this Morgan, and he it's says Morgan he Delphi. hasn't heard from you. <laughs> it's Morgan I, Philpott. Like, is it? What's that? What, Morgan Philpott? Is it Morgan Philpott? The Republican in sure. Congress who started a liberty movement? That's who Nyla wants us to invite, Kelly, that I sent you the information. I haven't heard back from him. Okay, Pro- that's probably that's probably who. But uh, but anyway, he he kind of. I think he. I guess I'm not official enough for him. <laughs> but he is. He expressed that he was very interested, and he thought that his Liberty League would mesh well with with the Independent American Party, you know, teaching teaching these principles and and uh, having people learn because you know as we talked about earlier you know the the average person not just having our um, representative government officials knowing the the things of of liberty but if we if we can get the people to learn the principles of liberty then then the uh representatives are we are better able to keep them in check because 
our people are not lulled to sleep by all is well in Zion. They're they're aware of what the principles of liberty are and principles of freedom, and then they are going to elect representatives that understand principles because when when we elect somebody based on principle and not an issue, there see there wouldn't be any issues if they were following the the principles. There wouldn't be any issues if we had stuck to the Constitution. The only issues we have are those that are based on violation of principle. And so um, I think I would I would hope that somehow we could we could have um, Rick as uh, as one of our speakers as well. This, uh, I know he still has uh, quite a good size following in Utah, and I think I think there would be over more than a hundred people that know him that would just come to hear him speak. Yeah, uh, did you set up a meeting between maybe like a conference call between the three of us? I can conference yeah. call on my phone. Like, okay. like I'm meeting Thursday at 7, uh, but we, we could talk like Thursday at 6, the three of right. us. Or, you know, I right. don't know why you wouldn't be the official, but I'm happy to talk <laughs> to him. <laughs> well, uh, I think... Uh, he, I think he does appreciate that I've been talking with him, but um, but yeah, it, it would it would probably be good if he had a little bit of if he knew that he was recognized and whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I so, but I, I haven't got a you know we talked about having a one, and he hasn't gotten back to me on that. I don't know if he. Was you know I don't know what I mean he's he's probably busy but um yeah he's got uh, his calls on on Thursday night as well um his main main calls are on Thursday nights and then the Liberty Leagues are on on Tuesday nights right. well, but tomorrow if you wanted uh, anytime okay. anytime I can be tomorrow night or Friday night or whenever. Okay. And uh, and just maybe send me a Facebook or an email or something with his contact info if you have it. Or did okay. you didn't send them? Yeah, and then I could certainly call him on my own too without you on. If you okay. want it. <laughs> yeah, that would okay. probably be fine. Yeah, and I I don't have his phone number anymore. I used to have it in my my all my things, but it somehow got deleted. If you I don't me, know if that was a government thing yeah. or what. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if you send me uh, an email, I can email him. What's his name again? And I'll write it down right now. Rick Kerber. Call himself the R-I-C-K-K. I'm trying to think. Let me just look here. There's like three vowels in a row, so it's like get mixed up. Oh yeah. Um, like Sierra, yeah. K K E O 
K-E-O-R-B-E-R, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him. And, uh, okay. And we'll, we'll get that done. That'll be the to-do list for this week. And I'll, I'll if I... I'll call you, or if I don't see an email from you, I'll give you a call, and and we'll get this done. Okay. Well, we might even be able to get them. I think I can probably call them through the Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Because okay. uh, um, I found out here a little bit ago, I didn't even know you could do it, but it, it uh, connects with... Uh, um, Anyway, it connects with a phone if somebody's got a phone number on there if they're set up to do it. But anyway, I I see him on Facebook. I'll I'm friends with him. Looks like already, so I'll send him a Facebook message. He last okay. well, he lasted two weeks ago. No, ten days ago. So he may not be on Facebook much. Um, he he's on there. Um, he, like I say, he's got the uh, messenger app, and so um, okay. if I ever get a hold of him, it's usually on the messenger. Okay. That's usually right. his best contact. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks oh. for that. Anyway. Yeah, that's good. It's good you've been talking with him. And... Uh, you know, one of the one of the crazy things, like when I first came into the party, I didn't know how many people there were, but I assumed there were lots and lots. And I just, I'm I'm always amazed at how many people are involved in education, or in lecturing, or whatever. They're they're involved in kind of the education enlightening part of it, but they're not involved in the, the political action part of it. Uh-huh. And, and to me, it's like it's you know how how it's admirable for like a uh, general in an army to never ask someone to do what he himself wouldn't do, you know. Uh-huh. Like, a, a captain never asks his private to do something that he himself wouldn't do. It, it just seems like all these educators are asking other people to do what they themselves won't do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think that's what what uh, separates him is is that yeah he he you know until until he had that issue with the federal government he he was out there and being I mean very outspoken and very political and and uh, you know because his mindset is he he learned you know, 13 principles of prosperity, and, and he he came up with these these principles or discovered them, and he realized, well, you know, if I had more people that understood these principles, I'd have more people to exchange with, and the more wealthy we'd all be. And so that's that's his mindset, is that, you know, he, he wants everyone to be free, he wants everyone to be wealthy and, and uh, do well. I'll talk to him. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a good conversation. That we have. Sounds like he looks like a good guy on, on Facebook from his Facebook picture, and he seems like a very good guy. So yeah, like beautiful family. Thank you. 
Are you on the road right now? Um, I, yeah, I just uh, stopped to get a tire fixed. Okay. So, well, if anyway. we'll let you maybe fix your tire unless you have anything else. We'll... I, not, yeah, we'll oh, I, that, yeah, that was my main thing I wanted to discuss. So, other than okay. that, I've been, I've been, uh, playing with, uh, uh, trying to make some good memes and stuff for the Facebook page and stuff because it seems like that's what gets people's interest more than anything. They they can read something, but if it's something they're reading with a picture, it's it like more solidifies what what's being said. So that's what I've been trying to do is play around with doing that. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm so out. Andrew, I see. Thank you. I see where you're. Uh, you're an admin on the YouTube now, Andrew. Yeah, I clicked. Uh, you know, I clicked on that little box. He said to. So it worked. Cool. Yeah, it looked like it worked. I mean, I got an email. I never know when I'll Wait. get an email on. It says that okay, you're part cool. of it. Good. Yeah. Good stuff because it did look like it, like it, it wasn't like confirmed. You are now an admin or whatever. They didn't Sweet. say that. No, I didn't say anything. It says you're yeah. now a manager of the National Independent American Party Google Plus page. Oh, maybe it's just the Google Plus page, but I think that means YouTube because Google Plus and YouTube are. Yeah, I think it, car- it carries over. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Good stuff. All right. And then, Christy, you're still on, I see. Hi, Christy. You might be muted. I think you're still on. I don't know if she's still on. She texted me and said she had to jump off, but she was actually... She was wondering... um, Let me check her text here, what she said. Uh, She said... um, Oh, she was wondering what she uh, anything that she wanted that she could do to help uh, for for that event in July, and uh, I told her that we probably would need help with doing some video, some of the video stuff we're going to do in Salt Lake and that area. Yeah, yeah I still want to do that. I mean, do you want to? Should we even go to Vegas at all? I think it'd be cool to go to Vegas to have the yeah, Vegas I think backdrop. We, I think, yeah, I think we should. I, I I still want to do it, and I, I mean, I have to take off work and all that too, and it's a it's a sacrifice, but I definitely want to do it, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. I I said that that's something that we could probably use her for if she wanted if she, if she's up in Salt, you know, she's up there in Salt Lake area that she could help with that. But absolutely, yep. I don't know if there's anything else that uh, that she could help with. I don't know if Wayne has any ideas. Um, okay. So yeah, she well, was just wondering she was wondering that. You know what? Why don't we cuz I I I, I kind of went that trip that you saw me do the split deal. I got a I picked up kind of a cold and I and I don't know. I barely made it through work today and I don't know if I'll be ready to call people tomorrow. I just it and 
Maybe we could just call people on our own or something this week, like Will's doing, and skip it this week and maybe try for next week. Yeah, that's fine with me. We could do we could okay. do next week. Okay. Then maybe Christy, we can bring it up at the beginning of the call next time, and maybe Christy would help us. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Good deal. I think I, I didn't get to uh, uh, David Elton time. Sorry, David. I know you can't hear me, but <laughs> but I think Pro Life is still on. Are you are you on Pro Life? Yeah, I'm so sleepy. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Well, what are you dreaming about? Winning, uh, getting in one of the offices and doing some good. I imagine. Yeah, that would be a dream for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's see. Uh, this uh, I changed my uh, greeting on answering machine to uh, let's see. You reach Pro Life Organics and the Independent American Party. dot org, and uh, I think that's good because you know then people can say, "Hey, I think I'll go on yes. the internet and look at Independent American Party dot org." Yeah, absolutely. You know, pro life that person in the this people committee related, uh that person I, I did a little research on him and he's suing Obama and he's suing he has like seventeen lawsuits in Alabama or something. Maybe Arkansas. But but I, I read into him and he just seems like kind of a crazy guy. Yeah. And that's why I said, go ahead and, and go to foundingfathers.us and submit these things. And they didn't even follow the directions. And yeah. so I just, I just, that's why I sent him that email. And I just, I just said, you know, thank you for your, for thinking of us. But uh, no offense, but you're not the kind of person that we want to represent us because we need to nip some of these people in the bud right away. And he was definitely one of them, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So on Thursday, what what time are we going to have a uh, meeting? Well, we don't we don't have. Oh, on Thursday it's at seven Mountain Time. Okay. And I know that, like Chris Collette, she had a person we were supposed to interview in the People Committee. You remember? And then Mm -hmm. when we started talking about militias, she left and. I should contact her, but I assume that the person she wanted to introduce us to left, too. You know, when you really talk about the truth and people want to win, then you offend them because they think, well, gee, this party, uh, if I'm if I'm associated with this party, they'll go uh, maybe to the Independent American website and uh, read what these kind of people are like and they'll associate with me with them and then I'll lose. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And so we we just hopefully we'll get a lot of candidates in Utah and hopefully New Mexico and Oregon perhaps, but right now all we're getting is presidential requests. And the guy last week, Brian Krauss or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he may be okay, and 
Also, that guy that visited you may be in the ballpark. Yeah, Christensen's a good guy. Yeah. But some of these other... Yeah. But he, I right. think he believes that he can win. and. Uh, yeah. So when I was talking to him, he didn't really want to... Uh, he was trying to get his uh, message together in his own mind, and he wants a message that will cause him to win. So he he wasn't really... I think he knows the truth, but he's not really... He's reluctant to speak it. Right. I yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. Anyone that expects to win, I mean, I don't know. But it, that's okay as long as they have the principles totally way before that. The, yeah. the pecking order, the principles are first. I uh, talked just today with uh, Jared Hyrand. Yeah. And, uh, Jared Hyrand in, uh, in Rexburg, I know. Right. He's a student yeah, at yeah. UW, Idaho, and uh, he is such a good boy. Uh, gosh, he just, yeah. uh, he's really, um, he's interested in every kind of truth, not just um, political truth. And uh, huh. so I I think that he was, he'll just be, he's busy, you know, going to school. Uh, but I think in time he will. Because he thinks about us quite often. He said he might call in tonight, but he didn't. And uh... you know, he said that there was a change of presidency at Rick's call or at BYU Idaho, and uh, he said that the change was more favorable to it, getting the message out more somehow. Yeah, well, He's he doesn't talking. know because he, they don't know who the new president is. And I said, well, if the new president is independent, then uh, because see he wants to start a uh, independent American um, student group at BYU Idaho, and uh, I said, well, if the guy is a chain of command kind of guy, then he uh, he won't allow that, you know, uh, student political uh, clubs unless the other schools are doing it, like BYU, um, Provo especially, and he'll, then he'll just go up the chain of command and ask the um, church board of education, um, should we do this? And uh, if they say no, well, or don't, you know, he'll just do that. But maybe he'll be an independent guy. And I let's see, I think he knows who it is. He's a businessman. And um, I think he, uh, I think he works at Desert Press or... Desert Book or something, and and really cleaned the place up. Kind of, I guess a thousand people got uh, fired or laid off or something when he was there. So, I guess he's trying to do the right thing business-wise. <laughs> Maybe that'll be good. That's about all I have. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's what he told me too. Come to think of it, he said that. They don't allow political groups right now on campus, but he's hoping the next guy, the next president will. Right. All right. Well, anything else? I don't think I left anyone out. 
We got eight people on the call though. Still, did I leave somebody out? Hearing nothing. Let's. Uh, I would. I would just say, please include in your prayers that elect people come to us, like maybe like this guy Rick or anyone. Just pray that elect people come in unto us because we we need people that are willing to be politically active and in in the truth in the proper role of government and you know there's so many people that are educated and so many people posting on facebook and those types of things but but when it comes to change i think there's still this the thought is that well we just got to elect good people to run as a republican but I think, I know, I believe strongly in my heart that the Republican Party and the Democrat Party will never produce anything meaningful. And so we we have to find people. People have to show up that are elect, that are, are ready to hit the ground running and ready to contribute their talents. And with the service as its own reward, no paycheck or no any of that stuff, outward advantages, just... Just elect pure people that God has prepared. And so please pray for these people to come into our party, if you don't mind. Just pray for that. And then, again, I always pray for a lot of money to come into the party. And so if you keep those two things in mind in your prayers, I'd appreciate it. I'll get that out in our notes tomorrow, too. But uh, anyway, anything else before we go to Ron Paul? with your weekly update for Monday, February 23rd. It was one year ago last weekend that a violent coup overthrew the legally elected government of Ukraine. That coup was not only supported by the U.S. and EU governments, much of it was actually planned by them. Looking back at the events that led to the overthrow, it is clear that without foreign intervention, Ukraine would not be in its current seemingly hopeless situation. By the end of 2013, Ukraine's economy was in ruins. The government was desperate for an economic bailout, and then-President Yanukovych first looked west to the U.S. and E.U. before deciding to accept an offer of help from Russia. Residents of South and East Ukraine, who largely speak Russian and trade extensively with Russia, were pleased with the decision. West Ukrainians who identify with Poland and Europe began to protest. Ukraine is a deeply divided country, and the president came from the eastern region. At this point, the conflict was just another chapter in Ukraine's difficult post-Soviet history. There was bound to be some discontent over the decision, but if there had been no foreign intervention in support of the protest, you would likely not be reading this column today. The problem may well have solved itself in due time rather than escalated into a full-out civil war. But the interventionists in the U.S. and EU won out again, and their interventionist project has been a disaster. The protests at the end of 2013 grew more dramatic and violent as soon as a steady stream of U.S. and EU politicians were openly participating as protesters called 
for the overthrow of the Ukrainian government. Senator John McCain made several visits to Kiev and even addressed the crowd to encourage them. Imagine if a foreign leader like Putin or Assad came to Washington to encourage protesters to overthrow the Obama administration. As we soon found out from a leaked telephone call, the U.S. Ambassador in Kiev and Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland were making the detailed plans for a new government in Kiev after the legal government was overthrown with their assistance. The protests continued to grow, but finally on February 20th of last year, a European delegation brokered a compromise that included early elections and several other concessions from Yanukovych. It appeared disaster had been averted, but suddenly, that night, some of the most violent groups, which had been close to the U.S., carried out the coup, and Yanukovych fled the country. When the East refused to recognize the new government as legitimate and held a referendum to secede from the West, Kiev sent in tanks to force them to submit. Rather than accept the will of those seeking independence from what they viewed as an illegitimate government put in place by foreigners, the Obama administration decided to blame it all on the Russians and began imposing sanctions. That war launched by Kiev has lasted until the present, with a ceasefire this month brokered by the Germans and the French, finally offering some hope for an end to the killing. More than 5,000 have been killed, and many of those were civilians bombed in their cities by Kiev. What if John McCain had stayed home and worried about his constituents in Arizona instead of non-constituents 6,000 miles away? What if the other U.S. and EU politicians had done the same? What if Victoria Nuland and U.S. Ambassador Jeffrey Pyatt had focused on actual diplomacy instead of regime change? If they had done so, there's a good chance many, if not of all those who had been killed in the violence, would still be alive today. Interventionism kills. Thanks for calling this update. A new update is placed on this number, 888-322-1414, every Sunday. The written text can be found on my Ron Paul Institute website at www.ronpaulinstitute.org and on my Facebook page. Thanks for calling. Have you been listening the whole time? Just for Ron Paul. Okay. That's why I brought it in, because I thought you didn't know. All right. More unconstitutional wars and stuff, huh? All right, well, is there anything else that we should talk about before we close for the night? We've been on about two and a half hours. What's that? Anybody? I hear a little bit of background. Boy, he was breaking up too bad. Yeah. There we go. There you hear go. me now? Yeah, Mike, go I, ahead. I, that that uh, call reminded me, uh, that's another thing Rick was able to have uh, 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 quite a few interviews with uh, Ron Paul on his radio program, and and uh, he, he's got some pretty good political cloud as well, so for himself, so I think he would you know be a great asset. You know, it's funny, Michael, is I'm looking at a me- my messenger, my Facebook 
messaging and he he wrote me on March eleventh, twenty twelve, so almost almost three full years ago, he, he texted he wrote me. And I wrote back that very day a couple hours later and said, Yeah, Rick, my email is blah 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 and I said, I'm looking forward to talking with you And then he never emailed me. And then and then uh, let's see, two days three days later I said, Rick, we need a state coordinator in Wyoming and would love to have you involved. Can can uh, will you get back to me? Because he never had, get, and I gave the website out, and that was three years ago. And then I just sent him another one three minutes ago. So it's kind of interesting that we already have a little bit of communication history. <coughs> so. Hope he gets back to me, and then we can talk. But uh, thank you all for being on the call tonight. I appreciate your involvement. I'm so glad that, that I have some politically active friends that I can talk to and get inspiration from, and be a team in. Uh, and organizing and, and moving forward in a certain direction, in, in the direction that we're moving into. And I I think, I truly believe that it's God that's going to get us there. And his strength just knows no bounds. And his, his strength of persuasion, his strength and in influence, and all of those things, we can, we can do that to all of America and, through his strength. And so... I uh I'm very I feel very privileged to call you my friends and to be involved in the party. And I know that the party's destiny is beautiful and glorious. And uh it that's the reason that's my uh motivation is that I've I've seen it, not in a vision or anything, but I've I've seen the beauty and the glory of what will come. And it's all tied to the independent American party and the things that we do and the things that we promote and as we as we strive to keep the commandments and live our best and be worthy I think all that inspiration will absolutely come to us and I appreciate that we can disagree without being disagreeable because that's where inspiration comes to as we go home and we think about things and we pray about things and we we have the correct discernment eventually to, to move forward and knowing that we're blood brothers, we're we're till the end, you know, we're all in this fight forever. There's a bond there, there's a unity there that is, is just unmatched, it seems like with most other organizations. Founding fathers had it that so I just appreciate your involvement and I know we're doing the right thing. And let's just not run faster and we have strength, but let's maybe pick up the pace a little bit and be proud of our accomplishments and then get on next Tuesday and report those accomplishments and uh, and then keep moving forward. Thanks again. And I think I'll ask Wayne if you could give us a closing prayer. Would that be okay? Yeah. Not to... Our Father, again, 
Wayne, we can barely hear you. At least I can. Little, a little bit better. Can you keep talking? Uh, you know, I might just see if I'm not. There you go. You're good now. Go ahead, sir. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. All right. Our Father in heaven. As we approach you this evening, we wish to thank thee for our many blessings and the opportunity to serve thee in this hour of need, this hour of triumphant in thy behalf and sealing the binds on Satan, the adversary. Wilt thou help us, Father, to be united. Help us always to stand truthful. And, and unlike Peter, who denied thee three times that we will not even attempt the first time, that we will know where we stand. We will know that this party was set up by thee and that it is meant to stand firm for truth. We pray that that thou will assist us in making the right decisions, that we will contact people that will make a difference and we can contact people who will give up the worldly ways of power and money that all politicians seem to have been part of and seem to be involved in totally. Wilt thou help us to find good people who will stand for thee and stand for the truth and principles of this party. Again, we thank you for the leadership and Kelly and his many hours and days and years that he has put into this. We pray thou bless him and his family. Bless all of us and particularly at this time, bless John Paulson's family, that they will understand that this is an eternal plan that he has, that we, that God has, that thou has, and that we might be able to unite and that what he has done for people has been outstanding and that John has left his mark in the freedom battle for many years. Again, we thank thee for our own health. We pray that we will take our life seriously, that we will Eat properly, we will not give in to the medical and the government lies that they tell us to do that will destroy our bodies, but that we can take our matters into our own hands and that we will understand the reason why they tell these things and why they deceive us. Let us all be firm for our families. Let us take the initiative to protect our families and protect the families of those that loved ones that we know. And again, bless this country. Father, it was set up as the ensign for the world. It's set up for to do freedom for the rest of the world, but not to get involved in the destruction of our own people and lands that we have no business being in. Help us to understand and teach people the truth about the Constitution that There is no place for foreign wars. There is no place to send our troops, our airmen, our planes, and destroy this country by moving them into places they don't even have orders for. Wilt thou enlighten our service people that they will understand that they do not have to be slaughtered. They do not have to take our planes that are the defense of this country and put them in to our enemy's hands. 
helps government people, whoever they might be, understand that to stand for evil is standing with the Satan. And again, help us, Father, to stand for truth and help us to stand for principles. And we pray for thy many blessings upon this party and upon the world and particularly the Constitution, which is set up to destroy Satan and bind him. And we need to exercise it wisely and efficiently. We pray for these things and to give thee thanks for all the blessings we have. And we do this in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Thank you. I don't know if I told you, but <clears throat> they are taking every claim we have, the warthogs, you know that? Yeah, they're it. doing it. They're, they're, they're taking, taking what? They're taking the warthog planes, which are our defense for America, from at yeah. least two base, from at least two air bases, Hill Air Force Base and the one in Tucson. They're giving orders to for all of the flyers. There was 111 in Tucson Air Base. They've all been deployed, and they don't have any idea where they're going. They haven't been given orders. They've just been told they will give them those 1,100 or 111 planes and fly them to a secret place. And I talked to somebody in Hillfield, and they've already taken all the warthogs out of Hillfield. We have no defense in this country. And they put them over in arm's way. And one of the guys who is a pilot in Tucson says that he thinks they're going to be slaughtered. The other guy in Hillfield says that he thinks that they're giving them to the enemy. And that's where we are, folks. I don't know how much time it takes us to realize that we're in interventionism throughout the world. And when do we stop? When do we stop letting them kill our boys and our women in the military and putting them in harm's way with no exit plan at all? Uh, Anyway, that's what I found out the last two weeks. Wow. they have no defense in this country for our own shores. They have actually just taken all of those warthogs, and that's a pretty expensive little plane, and we have none of them now in America. Yeah. According to pilots that was standing next to my wife and my brother-in-law, who spent 30 years up at Hill Air Force Base, says there is none of them left in this country, at least in those two bases. I mean... Wait, that's wow. Uh, out here yes, at, right. at uh, Gowan Field in Boise, they have some warthogs, and uh, they're thinking about, they say that they're going to do away with them scrapping because they're not needed. Right, now, yeah. Now I know what they're doing. And, uh, yep. So there's just a few left out here. And uh, I think it was this week, somebody was coming from the Air Force to talk about taking them out of here. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Wow. They say the world is one of the best planes for uh, ground support. And anti-tanks. Right. Yeah. And and they were doing an air show in Tucson, and flat out, my wife was standing next to this guy who was a retired warthog plane uh, and a pilot, and, and she says, I think they're taking our boys and going to kill them. And this guy says, I think you're right. This is a former warthog guy. 
sitting next to her at the air show when they were flying them around. He said all 111 of them had been deployed and with secret mission, not telling them where they're going or when they'll come back or if they'll come back. And and it's worse than that in Hill Air Force. They've already got rid of every one of them up there. I don't know how we find out how we stop these characters. I mean, they just there is not one congressman, not one senator that no. seems to care. No, the Republicans, yeah. the Republicans are in on the deal. Sure they are. They're all together. Like, like our Congressman Raul Labrador, um, you know, he was elected as a uh, Tea Party, real conservative kind of a guy. Now he's really going away from that. And this is sure. like, uh, I think he was first elected in 2010. So this is 2012, 2014. This is his third term. And he's totally out of character. Money and power. Yep. The end result and, and I you know, they just they just don't get it. They're destroying the very fiber of this country and they're not leaving anything to build upon. They're they're just like using a nuke to it and you have to start over with pretty meager means. Okay. Anyway that's um now you take somebody like me a love it will be interesting to see, and we should encourage her, people in Utah, they need to encourage her to speak up on the floor about the impeachment of the president. And if she's not going to do that, well, then she's um, compromised. She already compromised. And the first vote she did was compromised by she got elected. They all have. Yeah. Anyway, I wish we had some anti. I wish they'd sell us a couple of planes, and maybe we could protect our house or something. Right. <laughs> Got rid of all of them, according to these guys. So, leaves it pretty bleak. Now, Ron Paul tells us every week. He says we're in foreign interventionism. That's why they're putting drones out. Our government's selling drones, armed drones, to just about anybody who wants them now. And and then they they made it. Flatjacks illegal for the citizens. You can get a mandatory 10-year prison term. I mean, when do we, when's a million and 10,000 laws enough, I guess. So anyway, thanks all. Please buy it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm thinking, I'm thinking pro-life, anyone that even begins to talk about impeachment of the president gets some sort of threat. I'm, I'm just wondering if that's happening because it's so far down the road now. I mean, he's not going to be president in a year and nine months or something. So it just seems like everyone's getting who brings up that topic at all. Yeah. Well, they. No, I just think they they know he's going to declare martial law and then. He stays in there. You can call him the president or dictator, whatever you want. That's that's what we've been planning on ever since they had the first few months where he tried to pass eight bills to extend his presidency. The first month he was in there, they passed. They tried to pass eight bills in Congress to do away with the two-term limit, and they didn't do it but officially. But all he has to do is martial law, folks. Anyway, pretty scary. Wow. Yeah, you, you take somebody like Rand Paul and you know that he knows what's going on. 
and he's not speaking yeah. up, so they're intimidating yeah. everybody. Everybody. It, and, and pro-life, you, you've got to get a copy of The President Makers. It is excellent by Don Fotherham. He's the guy who actually saved the Constitution about 20 years ago, according to Will said. And uh, he, he is just a super neat guy. He spent four years writing this book. It's 164 pages versus the 700 that Edward Griffin wrote. And uh, it's really neat because he takes Carnegie and... Uh, Morgan and all them paints their picture of how they got power, money, hungry, and how they became millionaires. And then I think the first billionaire was Rockefeller. And so basically he he paints the picture on the ground level, and it's a lot like killing Christ that Riley did. It was amazing to me to go through that and see how Herod, Caesar, and then he has the last three chapters or books or whatever on the life of the Savior and that Herod and he paints the picture of what they were like and how evil these people were and he even tells about Judas was Judas was not a nice person ever he was a thief and somehow he becomes a, uh, a senator yeah <laughs> that's easy an apostle and then uh, he, he paints these pictures so it was really interesting that Best I've ever liked O'Reilly. There's another guy helping him with it. But, uh, the Beza Maker is so excellent. It says on the back page, back cover, says that the president, meaning Bush, had the 9-11 plan what was going to happen nine months on his desk before they flew him into the planes or into the towers. And he doesn't mix words, and he says he's just like me. You know, that's my whole story. I've been telling it for 24 years, get rid of the feds, get rid of the IRS. And uh, he says he got so tired of telling about Jekyll Island that he had to write this book, and it took him four years to do it. He says, I don't want to spend four years doing it, but he says people have to understand how they could actually do this and then not have one person ever tell the truth about it. Not one congressman, not one senator, or one president has ever uncovered they just kept us in dumbed down because everybody I ask, I hardly ever get anybody to say they know what Jekyll Island is. And that's pretty amazing when the worst thing that ever happened to this world happened on Jekyll Island and people haven't even heard of it. So he, it's an excellent book. And I, I, I just bought another 30 of them today. I told him I'm going to sell a 1,000 of them by the end of the year. And I think we all need to try and get some amount because until people understand Jekyll Island, the male way of looking at it, we have no hope. And I don't care if we say they're voting 100% for the Constitution. If they don't read it, what does that mean? None of them are reading it. So it doesn't need to vote 100% for the Constitution if you never read the bill or understand it at all. So anyway, sorry, guys. Carry it later. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good point. Take it easy and Catch you next time, and we'll uh, talk to maybe you pro-life or maybe you guys on Thursday. Yeah, let's see, Thursday at 6.30. Yeah. Thursday at 7. Oh, Our time is the call. Thursday at Mountain 7. Mountain time, 7 o'clock, yep. All right. Uh, I'll be at the viewing by then, but I'll hopefully get on one of these calls sometime on Thursday. Okay. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon. Good night.